welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, and in the studio with us today, no stranger to TSC Music and no stranger to the gospel community, uh, music community that is, uh, in the tri-state area and around the country, and that is my good friend, Clay Bogan. Clay, glad to have you with us. So great to be here, Greg. It's going to be fun because we're going to be talking to a good friend, another friend, later today in this podcast. Uh, that's William McDowell. So if you're listening to us today, you want to stay tuned for this entire podcast because William McDowell will be with us momentarily. Our scripture for the week comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 17, and that is uh, the King James Version reads, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together." And uh, we do encourage you to walk in that airship, if you will, as sons and daughters of God. And uh, we've got a son with us, Clay. (laughs) (laughs) You've been working with William on this new project. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that process, how it came about. Well, William and I, uh, I worked with him on his uh, As We Worship project, which is the project uh, that had uh, Give Myself Away. Which everybody's singing. Which fact, we just sang it again Sunday, so yeah. it's, it's like a, uh, yeah, it's an a anthem. bi-weekly anthem around <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I worked with him on that project, and it really it was simply as um, he asked me if I can just play organ on it. It uh-huh. was just one of those, hey, man, can you play organ? And I was like, yeah, okay. And so, uh, and then once I started talking with him, uh, this was, you know, five, six years ago, it was like, this is something greater than me just playing Orion. This is, you know, the relationship or the project, the relationship, the relationship, just, you know, you can hear his heart. You know, I think we talked for two and a half hours and I took notes. It was like, you know, (laughs) he talked for two and a half hours. (laughs) And I, you know, like I should have given him an offering at the end of it. Um, But, you know, after speaking with him, you know, you, I, I, I sense our similarities in our same heart for ministry. And Mm so, so I worked with him on that project and then, his next project was Arise, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, and it was, you know, again, just me helping him out yeah. again. And then he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I may need more help. So I ended up helping him co-produce that project. And then it came to this. This actually, this new project was only supposed to be a DVD project where we just were doing some of the songs from the Arise project and then mm-hmm. doing as we worship and then we thought hey just add let's add a couple of new songs on there and then man it just <laughs> developed to be <laughs> this this humongous so it was a 3 hour concert wow uh yeah, we were in a place that sat uh about 1800 people mm-hmm. but 2400 people showed up <laughs> it was turn them away yeah. or did we you put screens people, on the street we had yeah. to turn people away wow. um but it was you know i, I had i've had the privilege to be a part of some great projects as far as DVDs and uh, and this was like no other it Mm. was you know God showed up our goal was just for God to show up and and it's hard to capture uh, the presence if you will and I use that term lightly but it's hard Mm -hmm. to capture the presence of God in a a DVD recording absolutely and um, so so but you felt that there was a presence there I mean obviously the proof would be in in, in the pudding but and it's different being there than it is watching it but occasionally you get that DVD that just has that stamp of God on it. I mean, you put it in, you hear it, you sense it, you feel it, you see the move of God. Is yeah. that what this was like for you? You know what? I'm, I'm getting chills as I'm really re- <laughs> recapping the night because it was a tough night because of, you know, whenever you do a, a DVD or a recording in general, uh, there's just so many moving parts. There's sure, so many sure. things happening. And uh, the night of, we had a, a major technical glitch that you know you would think oh man i'm i'm just waiting for somebody to come on stage to say can this <laughs> can this <laughs> over, stop huh? at any time well but you know it also is a testament too because if it's a recording you know usually people say stop stop we need to start that over or stop right. we need to no we just kept pressing just going through we just kept pressing for the presence of god and we just kept going and and god just showed up in a way mm. that 
I it's hard for me to explain. It's you know, it's it's you know, it's, I'm like Moses right now. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to say. Just, but the the uh, the result of that mm. really um, the DVD. You really see people just crying out to God and and people that that just were just singing unapologetically. It was just you know the the sound that was released that night was just incredible. Yeah. So and William has a, a a unique writing style yeah. that is specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just write and they get an idea and they just write and then they, they put songs together and they create a project. William tries to, and at least from my experience in listening to a previous project, there's a continuous message. Yes. So the project is not even titled uh, whatever it's titled just mm-hmm. because. That title and that theme you hear woven throughout every song. Right. And he's constantly going back to that title track in a sense. Is right. that right? Right. No, that's that's correct. You know, it's... Um, you know, to me, some some of the best songs that are on the projects are, are aren't aren't the singles, aren't the singles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or the title project is it's it's always. But yeah, William is very intentional about you know. It, again, he goes it goes back to what God is saying. Mm-hmm. What is God saying, and what what does He want to say? And what's very unique about William when we did the Arise project, William sent me an email with what God was saying, and mm-hmm. and so. All the songs were were more or less crafted what what God was saying in right. this email, mm. um, and so when when He sent me the email, I started hearing sounds. Mm-hmm. I started hearing. I started you know hearing and feeling the atmosphere of of what this sounds yeah, like with this. Yeah. And so uh, so I, I started buying sounds. I started you know if you anybody as a keyboard player a musician, right. you know you start seeing okay what 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 I have is not is not going to be able to capture what uh-huh. this is saying. So when we went to do the DVD project again, it was more or less to, to do a greatest hits kind of thing, but it turned into a whole different mm-hmm. thing. So no, so William is very intentional. The message is what God is saying. And so all the songs are crafted after what God is saying. Yeah. We're going to talk to William again uh, uh, soon, but before we do that, let's go back because uh, and let's get technical just for a moment. You say you started buying sounds. Mm-hmm. Explain to our listeners, because oh. I know what that means. <laughs> you know what that means. Explain to our listeners what it means to go buy a sound. What's that? Well, yeah, in, in the age of you know where we are now, um, most producers don't buy keyboards. You know, they may buy one or two keyboards, but now everything is uh, what we call soft sense or plugins. And so we we go out and and we find things that maybe that's not in our current library. Um, you know, if you buy a keyboard, you know, you're subject to the sounds that are there and uh, you can tweak them a little bit. But, you know, you, you, you know, you're just stuck with the sounds in a keyboard with mm-hmm. plugins. You can do a lot more plugins. You can uh, you, you can craft a sound or craft a reverb or, you know, change the the texture of the sound. So there's more. You know, I'm, I'm a techie. So there's there's a lot of things I like to do with sounds. It, it takes me. I'll hear a sound and it may, it may take me five, six hours just to find the sound that I want or craft mm-hmm. it the way I want. So, so yeah, so I, I go out and and uh, make the investment in buying sounds to to fit what I'm because thinking. Because you heard them though, you yes. heard them before you purchased them. Yes, in your head as well as you're reading this email from William, yes. which which is crucial because that means the project. Even before you start working on it, it's already speaking to you. Yes, exactly. So it's it's that source of inspiration. It's that source of uh, of artistic fuel, if you will, that exactly. says, "No, nah, I can, I can enter into this thing because I now I've got the right atmosphere. I've right. got the right uh, tools in my toolbox now." And so you go. So what's the first thing you do? You open your, <laughs> you download your samples. <laughs> I download them, and, and but but it's important. I think any project that you do, you get the heart of the artist. You get. Uh, you get what God is saying, mm-hmm. and then everything that you do after, you know, from from that point on, and after that, it it shapes into okay, this is the sound for that. So right. it's 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 a it's a process that I do typically, right. but with this, it was more special because he had laid it he laid it all out, and it was nice. like I, I I understand where we're going now. So let's, so let's talk about your your two box because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you're obviously not working with as much hardware right. as much as you are with with software right. Atmospheres. What do you What do you use? I I mean I use uh, I use a combination of things because uh-huh. um, like I said there's there's just some things that one yeah. plugin or one keyboard can't give What's me. What's your go to plugin? Uh, Omnisphere. Omnisphere. Uh, Omnisphere yeah. is my go. Yeah. I I I may start 
seven times out of ten, I may start there uh-huh. um, because the the library and the sounds it's, are just in, incredible. Yeah, and and they and and it, their library is so large that I don't have to use the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. It's you know I and you can tweak it. Just, yeah, so it's I, never really the same. And I discover something new all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's I, I may start with Omnisphere first and then Ooh. find other things that will help me. What's your favorite axe? Piano, organ, or aux? Um, By the way, auxiliary keys for those who are listening is <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm more known for auxiliary. Um, uh-huh. I you know I, I enjoy mains because um, you know usually as a music director, um, with the exception of William, I'm I I may MD from the aux position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because everybody knows what they're doing, sure, so sure. it's easy for for me to navigate. But in my church, I, I really love navigating from the piano, setting the atmosphere from there. Yeah, and yeah. in my personal time, it's just piano is just my number one thing. Tell our listeners where the church is that you 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 are MD at. Yeah, I'm, I'm a musical director at Christ Church uh, in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, and Rockaway, New Jersey. Uh, Doctor David Ireland is the pastor, who's an incredible, incredible man of God, an incredible leader. Uh, we have some great people there, and and you know I I look forward every week to serving them. And you've been there how long now? I've been there four years now. Four years. It's been wow, four years. Been that long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it has four been. years. Wow. Uh, I, I I got out of my car and just walked in. And <laughs> <laughs> For like, those who don't know, Clay produced. Uh, uh, co-produced uh, the Christmas in Times Square project with us. Worked yeah. with us on a couple other things, and will be working with us again, especially now that he's, you know, he's blowing up a little bit. So we got to get him while we can afford him. Uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Times Square is my home. It's, it's, it's never about that. You know that. <laughs> Just kidding. It's so good to have you uh, with us in the studio. We're gonna make a phone call. Yeah. We're going to get William McDowell on the phone and we're going to talk about this I hope this I remember his project. number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look forward to it. Hey, don't go away if you're listening. We'll be right back with Clay Bogan and our added guest for the day, William McDowell. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. With all of the bad news abounding today, isn't it a wonderful thing to finally get some good news? Well, I have some good news for you today. Not only are churches in New York City praying... But I know of 100 of them that are feeding 14,000 hungry New Yorkers every month. This is happening through an initiative called Feed New York. Through Feed New York and partners like Cornell University, these local churches are also learning to teach families about proper nutrition and the handling of food. Feed New York is even considering building a greenhouse project to provide fresh food to these churches. Please remember also that at all of these churches, you can also find a place to pray. You can check out Feed New York at their website, feednewyork.org. And please, please remember, it's always, and especially now, it's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org.
And we're back, and we thank you again for joining us on TSC Music with a Mission. And we're in the studio with Clay Bogan. And joining us right now on the line, good friend and brother. We call him a good friend. We don't know him personally, but we're going to get to know him. <laughs> and we play enough of his music as, as if we do know him. Uh, you've heard his music. You've heard his voice throughout the radio land and, of course, around the country, around the nation, around the world. And that is none other than William McDowell. William, so glad to have you with us. So glad to be with you. We have been uh, blessed by your music for the for years now, and uh, it's, it's going to be a joy for our listeners to finally hear the voice, hear the heart behind the music that so many people in our church and churches around this country uh, are singing. I got to tell you, one of the ones that still rings, uh, even as recent as Sunday, is "I Give Myself Away." Uh, and you've got so many of them, uh, uh, but that's one that seems to penetrate our worship services on a weekly basis. Uh, William, give us, give our listeners just a, a, a brief overview of who William McDowell is, where you're from, uh, you know, the family story. Give us the details. <laughs> sure. <laughs> from West Philadelphia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, first of all, again, I want to say that I'm honored to be with you. And, and I know that sounds so, you know, such a trite statement to make, but the reason why I say that is because your church has had such an impact on so many around the world, and so it's just a, a phenomenal honor uh, to spend time with you here. Um, I am uh, as basic as it comes as it relates to my story. I, I sometimes I feel so much pressure because I, you know I feel like people are trying to trace your lineage and figure out where you came from <laughs> to figure out why you are where you are. Uh, but I always tell people that you know God chooses who He uses, and so sometimes He takes people that from the backside of the desert or. or tend to their father's sheep or whatever and, and bring them to the forefront for his purpose for whatever reason. Um, but basically, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. I grew up there uh, to, uh, from the age uh, until 23. Uh, and, and I served there at several churches. Um, well, actually, several churches. I'll say two churches. <laughs> I served there at two <laughs> churches, uh, both as, as musician, drummer, organ player, keyboard player, worship leader, uh, and then uh, before moving to uh, Orlando, Florida when I was 23 to go to school, which is a, a late time to go to school, but I was spending time in ministry the entire time. And I guess, you know, part of my Cincinnati story kind of connects a little bit of that together. Is when I was a young uh, child at the Baptist Church uh, that I uh, was in until we were 13 and moved to another church, uh, I think my love for uh, gospel music and, and music in general was probably stirred by a young man who was the, uh, a college student at the time, the music director of that church. His name was Donald Lawrence. And uh, uh. so the choir was always phenomenal, and I think I just absolutely loved going to church because the choir was so good all the time. And, and, and so, you know, the Lord just really used that to kind of stir a love, uh, not only for, for gospel music, but also in His Word and, and passion for His presence was to develop uh, at a church I went to there called Christ Emmanuel Christian Fellowship. And, and there were just some phenomenal uh, folks that were a part of that. Darwin Hobbs was a part of our worship team. And there's a fellow uh, New Yorker you have now that wasn't a New Yorker then. Her name was Leanne Palmore. She was also uh, part of the worship team there. And it's just a lot of uh, people, but there was a gentleman uh, pastor uh, named John Stevenson who was a worship pastor there that really uh, impacted my life greatly and the life of so many others. Uh, and so a lot of my uh, beginning theology on worship uh, really began under his tutelage. And once I moved to Orlando, not to bore you all with this, but once I moved to Orlando and went to school, I became the music director for Ron Canoli, traveled playing keyboard uh, with him uh, for a, a couple of years, and, and, and he also had a great impact on my life. I uh, became a worship pastor here in Orlando, uh, and that's where we recorded as we worship, which is where uh, I give myself away, uh, was birthed, and, and, and the Lord has done the rest since then. So, so when you... After he's done all of it, but what you know about me publicly, he's done uh, the rest since that time. Okay. <laughs> so you've got a long history. You've, you've been doing this for a while. You didn't start just with this project, obviously, or with the last one, for that matter. Um, let, let's go back, because you're a musician, you're a songwriter, you're a worship leader, you worship pastor. Uh, did you say you were a drummer as well? I was. You were, so I, I look at that like another life altogether. <laughs> I'm now to do the Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny you say another life because when you when you are a keyboardist, when you're a pianist, keyboardist, and then you have to get up and now you have to stand. What was that transition like for you? Because it, it's it's 
as a keyboardist and a worship leader as, as well, it's a different transition to be sitting behind the piano and playing and singing than now standing before millions of people and standing and, and, and leading worship. How, how was that transition for you? You know what? It actually was a painless transition uh, because um, I find it more freeing. I know that sounds, for a lot of musicians, they say they find it more freeing to be on the instrument, but I actually find it more freeing to be off of my instrument. Uh, and the reason I find it to be more freeing to be off of my instrument is because I'm not thinking about play uh my entire focus is, is on hearing the direction of where we're to go next mm-hmm. uh relative to, to navigating uh the spirit and navigating what god is saying and doing in the moment i don't have to think about okay i have to do this chord transition i have to do this thing in order to get us there uh, and that's free if you are uh ministering with confident minstrels Absolutely. Uh, it's not free yeah. if you're not <laughs> uh and, and at that point then i feel the need to play but i think part of the reason why it's been so freeing for me is because the secondary blessing or one of the biggest blessings uh of my life has been able uh to minister with people who also carry the flow and carry the sound uh, along with you people like clay uh that just kind of are sensitive enough uh, with wherever you're going uh, to either not only go with you, but sometimes even lead you there from the instrument. And so that, that, that kind of synergism worked well. So for me, it wasn't too big of an adjustment because I've always kind of uh, trying to be sensitive to, to where God is and, and, and where his heartbeat is and what he's saying, whether I was setting the atmosphere as a menstrual on the instrument or whether or not I was navigating it uh, with, without the instrument, I found that both have been uh, equally good, but it wasn't too tough of a transition for me because I never felt like I'm a musician first. I've always felt like I'm a worshiper. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's, 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 it's the antithesis of where I am because I, I feel more free when I'm behind the piano, ironically, but... Uh, God uses uses who he chooses, as you said, and he uses people in different ways. Now, you, you mentioned Clay Bogan because he's sitting here. And i got to ask you, why isn't Clay singing on this project? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't volunteer. <laughs> Wisely. <laughs> now, you, you, you've obviously worked with Clay Bogan. You've worked with other people. Uh, and you said something very, very crucial that I want you to uh, elaborate on just a little more, especially for our young listeners who are listening to this podcast, who are musicians and, and, and minstrels or desiring to be. And uh, you, you said something about being able to flow and even at times have the person who's on the instrument lead. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, relative to, you know, we, we hear the term minstrel a lot and we hear these, these things and, you know, especially for young people, rather than, than getting real deep, I think I want to give more of an example of um, just a, a natural kind of storytelling type situation. Um, you can be uh, one of two types of people, uh, particularly as it relates to stewarding your gift that God is giving you uh, on the instrument. Um, a lot of times the way that I would describe uh, this would be the difference between being a thermometer or being a thermostat. Uh, a thermometer uh, will tell you the temperature of something, but the thermostat sets it. And so uh, it's one of those things where um, when, when I was spending time on my instrument before God, um, you know, rather than just trying to understand, you know, a scale or a particular progression or something like that, I mean, those things are vitally important because that's how you sharpen your gifts. I'm not in any way... Uh, diminishing that at all. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is add to that by saying I didn't just want to know what particular scale or what particular progression would be, but what what I really wanted to know was what does peace sound like? What does joy sound like? What does breakthrough sound like? What does warfare sound like? What does an atmosphere healing? What what are the things that, that really based on the mood of the spirit, based on what God is doing, uh, establish an atmosphere or set an atmosphere by which he can move uh, in that particular atmosphere. And so the best way that I would know that obviously is if uh, if I was in my private time on my instrument uh, and there needed to be peace in my own life or there needed to be, you know, if there was breakthrough or warfare or anything that we were sensing, I mean, I would have the kind of encounters where, you know, I, the Lord would show up in my room at 2 o'clock in the morning and, and 
and this just sounds so silly to people. That's why you don't tell these stories very often. But you know, just I, I want you know, I want you to dance for me, or I want mm-hmm. you to you know minister to me, or or whatever it may be. And so here I'm finding myself based on where he is, or trying to find so to speak where he is, or where he's showing me he is. You know, establishing patterns and progressions of different things like that that allowed us to set that kind of atmosphere. So what ended up happening is when we're in service, uh, you know. You have your worship leader that may be leading or something like that, but there'd be times where you're, you're uh, leading, uh, what, what the terminology would be called leading up. Uh, you're under uh, authority, but at the same time, because there's a, a, a trust or a relationship that happens there, it may be that, you know, you can sense that something's happening in the room, and everyone's probably going to sense it, but somebody has to go. Sure. Uh, so it's not necessarily that you're, you know, taking over or going somewhere different. You're still in the flow. You're still under authority. But at the same time, it's kind of like you may, you know, begin something to begin to set a certain atmosphere, and the person who may be in the lead position will look over and give you that nod of approval, or whether it be a pastor or whatever, say, that's it. You know, that's the flow where we're supposed to be, or that's the sound. Or it may unlock something. This is, you know, the, the same kind of scenario where, uh, the prophet, the prophet, I said, bring me a minstrel, bring me, you know, someone that can set an atmosphere uh, in which I'm able to access a place that I'm not necessarily accessing at the moment. And so when I talk about, you know, setting the atmosphere or flow or, or even reading, really what it takes is, is that we can either uh, take the approach of the worship leader leads us somewhere and we all follow into this place, or we can understand the theological understanding that Jesus has already given every single one of us access into his presence. So ultimately, he's the ultimate worship leader because he led us into his presence of the Father once and for all. So now what the rest of us are doing is leading people into the awareness of his nearness. And so if we're doing that, uh, then all of us then carry something. We all carry a part because people are not inanimate objects. We're either adding to a moment or subtracting from it, but we're not indifferent to the moment. And so ultimately, I think all of us need to position ourselves in a place where we come into the setting uh, with the same desire uh, to see God. Uh, so I'll, I'll end that. I know I'm kind of talking a lot, but I'll end that by saying that um, when the Scripture talks about in the book of Acts, that they were all together uh, on one accord in one place, uh, if you look at the way that the that Greek word breaks down, what it basically means is same passion. Uh, same passion uh the, the, the passion word there is almost uh, translates to the word anger. Uh, oh, yeah. And so ultimately, it's it's not that they were all thinking the same, it's that they all wanted the same. Uh, and so that's the difference. One accord is actually everyone together with one passion, everyone together wanting the same thing. And when you get people in the room who want the same thing, ultimately it's the same God who speaks the same thing. It's just a matter of who catches it. And so it may be on the worship leader or it may be on the minstrel, but, you know, ultimately one accord is not that everyone gets along, it's that we all have the same passion that leads us to the same place. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come right back. Don't you guys leave. We're still here with William McDowell right after this message. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God accent. is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. Withholding 
Back with William Waddell in the studio here at TNC Music, and uh, we we he's on a roll, so we're just gonna let him roll. <laughs> uh, I got to take you back uh, again because you're saying you're, you're leaving some really good information for, especially for our young listeners. Um, when you write, um, first of all, let me ask you: Did you write all of the all of the songs on the project on this upcoming project? And do you do most of all of your writing uh, but, or co-write? Uh, just very rarely we'll find a song that, that we didn't. Right, that it just resonates with the heart. But mostly, I either write or co-write. And how does a writing start for you? What's your writing process, or is there one? Are you writing down the? Sometimes you're in the car, or you're you're with the kids, or in the backyard, or you're on a flight. I mean, how how does it work for you? It can be anywhere. Um, it can absolutely be anywhere. I you know live with the philosophy that every idea is a finished song that's unexplored mm-hmm. uh, and so basically uh, anytime you get a line or a melody or whatever um, I'm trying to capture that because I understand that the moment that I get a line or the moment that I get a melody it's attached to a song that I've yet to write um, and so basically uh, rather than me feeling like oh my gosh I have to have a whole song at once I don't feel like I have to have a whole song at once all mm-hmm. I need is an idea that idea uh, because everything comes from eternity that idea is already finished before we finish it and so it's kind of one of those things it's kind of like you're just snatching things out of the air so to speak and so wherever I am uh, I just kind of discovered that, um, you know, if you're faithful uh, to, to record it or get it down, God will be faithful to give it to you. And so it doesn't matter where I am. I could be in an airplane, a grocery store, or my car. I could be having a conversation with you right now, and I would say, hold on, because I just got something. And I would record that real quick, and I'd come right back to you. I don't allow anything to get in the way of a melody, because the one thing I do understand is that they're fleeting. Uh, if you don't <laughs> grab a hold of it, it's floating out there for somebody to. Uh, and so it's one of those things where, for me, the process starts with the idea. Uh, sometimes it comes all at once. Sometimes it's just an idea. Sometimes the idea develops two years later or two minutes later. So that kind of all depends, but you have to be faithful to capture it. Mm-hmm. Where, where did the song Withholding Nothing, where'd you get that idea? Literally uh, at my house, uh, just spending time, uh, I believe, well, taking, I was just finishing, taking a shower and getting dressed. Uh, nighttime, I was going to go to bed and, uh, that the, the, the melody was just resonating in my heart. I uh, went down to the piano, spent some time uh, with the Lord on it, and just kept singing it over and over to Him. Uh, and then uh, I just called my wife downstairs, and I said, I had some sugar thing with this little melody that God gave me. And, and that was about it. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I really didn't expect that it was going to become or do anything, uh, just like anything else the Lord has used of mine. It's the same kind of scenario that I gave myself away. I wasn't expecting, it's not like I thought, man, we have something on our hands here. I, I didn't think that at all. As a matter of fact, I didn't even show it to Clay or, or anyone really until midway through recording week. Um, say, hey, I have this idea uh, we might do, and and we did it, and God took over it, and now the rest is history. With that. It, was, well, it was funny. history being made. No, it was funny that uh, when he showed it to me, we were kind of going over, I think it was the night before the rehearsal for the recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like midnight. It was, it was really late, whatever it was. And he said, yeah, I got this new little idea I want to show you. And I just actually just listened to it recently because I was clearing some stuff off of my hard drive. And he's like, yeah, you know, he started singing it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. You know, we're thinking that originally we had a, a medley uh, that we were arranging with Give Myself Away and a couple mm-hmm. other songs and then he, he showed me that and I'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny you say that because I was going to ask you I said when you you know when you get a song idea you know other than your wife calling her downstairs I mean who else do you pick up the phone and you call somebody you say hey I've got this thing this idea or do you immediately just start recording it in your house how do you capture that moment well because because I'm a musician and because I'm a musical mind, uh, I can hear generally. I can generally hear the 
somewhat of a finished product, even if I don't record it. Uh-huh. So what I'll do is I'll give myself cues of what I want them to be uh, later. But I, it, it's really funny because I don't tend to show a lot of things until it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Clay can tell you that. It's not like I'm always sending him ideas or anything like that. It's kind of like, hey, we're ready to do a record, and I'm pretty much have all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just kind of that thing. And then he has this ability um, that just to interpret uh, not only worship, uh, but I would say, uh, in particular, me uh, very well. So I, I don't want to limit him to me when I say that because clearly he's, he's phenomenal at what he does, and so many other people are, are have known that for years and are, are continuing to, to discover that. But one of the things that, that's really cool about my friendship with Clay is that you know I can have an idea whether that and sometimes that idea is melodic sometimes that idea I'm just telling him about what God is saying to me and he's hearing sounds and stuff like that and it's just a, a really cool thing uh, that takes place and so a lot of times um, you know with me uh, at this point in my journey uh, it's kind of really cool I don't have to complete ideas or thoughts anymore um, it's one of those things where I can start a thought and, and that thought can be completed uh, because of a relationship I have uh, with someone like Clay because mm-hmm. uh, there's another song uh, on this new project coming out that I uh, I had the chance to, to work with Aaron Lindsay on he's a friend of Clay and I and uh, it's really interesting because uh, we say we're going to do three songs in the studio and uh, we prepared for two uh, and the third one, I said, I'll just show it to you the next day. It'll be fine. Just get it. <laughs> and, uh, and so literally, you know, I sit down at the piano, show them this. My, when, I, when I'm playing around Clay and Aaron, I feel like I play real basic. <laughs> so, uh, which you know, which is a lie. He plays very well. <laughs> but God gave me, and, and they take it, and it becomes this thing. And it just really, literally just kind of happened immediately and organically uh, just in the moment, and they had never heard the song before. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to be surrounded by. Well, it's good to be surrounded by <laughs> strong talent and uh, people who can flow with you the way uh, Clay and uh, obviously Aaron. Um, and I don't know that anybody can sit with Aaron Lindsay in a room and not flow. Uh, the guy is just phenomenal <laughs> as a musician. No, Aaron, so. Aaron he's, he's so. I mean, I learned a lot about flowing through Aaron with mm-hmm. my time with New Breed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aaron's just not only an incredible musician, but he's. He has a pastor's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, he cares about people. He, you know, so it's not, he doesn't care just about the music. He cares of how yeah. people are, are receiving the music and how uh, the atmosphere of the music and, and everything yeah. that goes yeah. along with he's it. So, an, he's an atmosphere setter for sure. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I learned a lot about that from him. So, William, you've got this project that's about to be released sometime this year. Uh, withholding nothing, uh, some of our people had an opportunity to uh, create uh, or be a part of a created Absolutely. atmosphere, <laughs> uh, which was fun for us on a rehearsal night here. Um, uh, it's a small piece, but it, it but it does add that element uh, that uh, you were looking for. I think I, I got I to tell you, it would not be the same project without you guys. That's for sure. Mm. Well, praise God. Choir, be be glad to hear that. We, we we were glad we were able to be a part of it, uh, small part, but just just glad uh, about that. What's next for you? I mean, you've got this project project that's about to be released. Uh, obviously, that means you're going to be making some appearances. You're going to be on the road for a little while. Uh, can you give us a sneak peek of what you anticipate coming down the road for the next six months? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that. Um, I guess it seems that most people uh, have seasons of travel and seasons where they don't. I've never had a season where I don't. So I don't necessarily know that it's going to be any busier than I already am. Uh, I think a lot of people are probably unaware just because they don't talk about it on a regular basis or are blasted or whatever, but it's been about 30 countries here in the last three years. Uh, And so the Lord's just kind of opened the doors to the nations in a way that, that is beyond what we can describe uh, or, or, or really comprehend. And so, um, you know, I know that, you know, we have to make our quote-unquote appearances or whatever, but to be honest with you, what we're going to do is continue to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one of the things that makes me most excited uh, about Withholding Nothing uh, is not just a CD, but there's a DVD component to it as well uh, that is just so, so special. And I, I say that 
with all humility. And it's not special because of what we did from a production standpoint. It's not special because of the songs. It's not special because of the singers or the guests or whatever. It's special because of what happened in the room among the people in the area of worship and what was captured. And so one of the things that the DVD allows us to do um, is as much as we travel, um, it, it gets to go farther uh, than we do because it gets to go into homes and into countries and into places that we may never get to go. Uh, and so ultimately we're able to take this experience of what it looks, feels, and sounds like when the invisible God shows up in the room and people respond uh, and put it everywhere uh, so the people can experience that and witness that. So that's that's what the next you know season holds because the Lord, uh, and I, I think God did this strategically. I mean, he, he knows better than we do. Um, the Lord has given me a burden for the nations, but he's also given me a burden for my own home city. Uh, we definitely need the move of God in my home city, and as a result of that, the response to, to what the Lord is inviting me to do in this season uh, is packing the church in our home city of Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, what the next six months or next year look like is up to the Lord, because I don't know how I do both. Uh, but I know that the Lord has not said either or. He said both and. So that means that there's a grace for it. And so one of the things that the DVD certainly allows us to do is to lead worship where we don't physically have to go lead worship. Makes sense. Makes sense. But um, one of the things, and I, I, before we wrap up, I, I, I want to tell a story about William, is that how I met William was uh, when I moved to, to uh, Miami, there were a couple of events that a mutual friend of our ours was putting on and so uh when will introduced himself to me it was uh i was like yeah i know you because he there was a song that he had that i used during my devotional time mm -hmm. it was a it was a project that no one knew about um and you know william is actually his first project that was not distributed and or was it was it distributed it was, not. It was not distributed and so the story after meeting him and talking with him, you know, it, it was shortly after, you know, I, I worked on the As We Worship project, which was the first project that mm -hmm. was distributed. But William shared with me why that project never came out. And I think it's important because a lot of artists do projects and do things and not seek the Lord or get the approval, mm -hmm. if, you, if you will, to put it out. So I, I think to me, you know, th this project that's coming out. I think is important and people will understand where William is, you know, for all the songs he's written, people understand where he is from this first project. Mm. So Will, can you share a little bit about that? The reason I live project? Um, you know, it's very interesting. We, I did a studio project called the reason I live. Um, my, that was my heartbeat. I mean, I just, we put everything we had and knew to put into that project at that time and finished the project. Uh, and we're, we're getting ready to, I had, you know, a couple of friends with some quote-unquote connections or whatever, and they really wanted to put the project out and kind of get it distributed and help me with that. They love the project and stuff like that. I just basically um, done what everyone else does. I press up a thousand or whatever and sell them to whoever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the Lord uh, spoke to me and said, um, I want you to take up the pen as a writer because I have something else I want you to say. Uh, in other words, he never wanted me to release it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm thinking at that point, you know, I talk, you know, we just finished this whole project. And, and so now I'm sitting in a meeting in Nashville, uh, and, and someone is sitting across on the table from me saying, let me take this project. We're going to put it into our distribution system and, and, and get it out there, you know, and all the stories and everything else. And the Lord spoke to me and said, no. I don't want you to release it. I want you to say something else. And wow. so literally, uh, I, 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 at that moment, made at the time what I thought was either the dumbest decision I've ever made or the biggest faith step of my life. And I said, I can't let you, I can't let you do this. We can't put it in store. God wants me to say something else. Uh, and so literally, I never released that project. But the thing that he would give me something right then, but he didn't. I actually, I went silent for an entire year. Uh, I listened to what, the Lord wanted me to say. I listened to what he was saying for an entire year. The second year, I wrote responses to what he was saying, and that's for the result of the responses was as we worship. And yes. so he spoke to me then, and he said, if you speak what I'm speaking, I'll make a way for my message, and that's been the hallmark of everything that we've done from this point forward. And so he literally is the one that's making a way for the message, and we never released that project, and the money that went 
at the time uh, into that project. We thought we'll never see that again, but the Lord has continued to bless us over and over and over. Uh, but we never released it because he said he wanted us to say something else. And so for the next two years, I listened to what he wanted to say. The third year, we recorded as we worship. That's awesome. So, That's yeah, which, which is, I think, is a, a great. Um, he is where he is now because he obeyed. Right, because he said no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he was obedient, you know, and I think a lot of times, especially for a young artist who really just want to be at that table that you were at, you know, they want to be sitting in Nashville or sitting in New York City in some office waiting for somebody to say, hey, I want to put this into my distribution network. Most people who are not hearing from God would have jumped at that opportunity. And, and, and those who perhaps who are hearing from God, who would have known that that was their opportunity, sure, they would have said yes. But the fact that you were able to sit there and say no to this. When on the surface, it looked like a glorious opportunity to uh, uh, to have the project distributed. But then God says something, not only something else, but probably something greater. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. I mean, I can't take credit for this because just something I heard today. I was on a, a conference call uh, this morning, and, and Bishop Joseph Garlington was sharing a, a lot of things. But one of the things that he shared that was on his heart uh, that I just thought was so incredible. He was talking about timing, and he was saying, you know, sometimes you can be on an elevator and the door can open, but that doesn't mean it's your floor. It's your time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so not every open door uh, is your floor. You can get off on the wrong floor and, and not get into the place that you were supposed to get into just mm-hmm. because the door was open. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so he went ahead and made this other statement uh, that, you know, how the scripture says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You could also say the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so <laughs> it's one of those things where there are times uh, in your journey uh, where the Lord will invite you uh, just because the door is open doesn't necessarily mean that's your time. Yeah. Yeah, but what what I admired about William and that story is that the prize wasn't getting the album out. The prize was listening to God. It was hearing God exactly. And, it was him and, and and speaking His voice yeah. and representing Him, and which I I think that is is the lost art, if you will, mm-hmm. in the church. You know, a lot of us are trying to make a name for ourselves, right, right. attaching the Lord's name with it, but the goal is to to get our stuff out yeah. and William you know, I, 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 I follow William I serve William because we, we agree that we want to speak what the Lord is saying and we want to release the sound yeah. of heaven that you know we, we don't want to sound good yes we want to sound good that's not the goal we're going to sound great right. but we want to release and, and say what God is saying you so want it to I, be what he's saying exactly, exactly. so I, I think this project just, just speaks that you know we're not only our hearts are are pointed towards God and our hearts are are caring about his people. And mm-hmm. so William does both very well. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored to, to be a part of something so great and someone who, who follows God so greatly. Well, William, it's been a, a joy to have you with us. We, we are excited about uh, this project being released and uh, can't wait to get our hands on it. Can't wait for it to penetrate the churches around the country. And of course, to see and witness people singing uh, these songs in, in their worship time, uh, in their services. And so uh, you got a final word that you could leave with some of the young artists who are listening to this podcast who perhaps uh, wish they were at the table or perhaps wish they were being released at this point. Uh, give, give us a quick word for this young, aspiring worship leader, musician, minstrel, artist, etc. Well, since I've talked so much, I won't uh, talk you up. I want this to stick with you so that it will be simplistic uh, in its nature. Um, I want to leave you with Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And he died for all, so that all who live will no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died and rose again. And uh, our lives don't belong to us. They belong to him, which means that our desires uh, are subservient to his. Our, 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 our will is subservient to his. And so in whatever you do, make sure that you understand and that we all understand. I don't want to speak from a, a place of I've arrived and you haven't. That's not the case. We're all uh, journeying together uh, to please the Father and ultimately get home. But I, I want to say to, to, to everyone and, and even remind myself that we are all uh, submitted to him because our lives don't belong to us, they belong to him. And so uh, one of the greatest uh, identification markers of the New Testament authors, uh, whether you look at Paul or Timothy or, or James or John or Peter, most of them all 
identify themselves as bond servants or slaves of Christ. And uh, that, that's how they identify themselves, and that's what we are. Well, amen. Amen. William, thanks for joining us in this last half hour of the TSC Music Podcast. We are blessed. And again, we look forward to uh, perhaps getting you in New York City. We talked about it before, but I think it's time for you to come up to Manhattan. What do you think? I would love it. (laughs) (laughs) It would get you in Times Square. It's something that definitely we have to be uh, in prayer about, um, uh, of course. Thanks for joining us, Clay. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online, because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWMPodcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timescorechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Jungbin Kim, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. 